Hi folks, my name is Kevin Dunn, and welcome to Agency Unfiltered, a bi-weekly web series and podcast that interviews agency owners around agency operations, growth, and scale. Nobody knows how to scale agencies better than those that are already doing it, and they're happy to share an unfiltered look into what has worked and what hasn't. Joining us today, Allison Leishman, strategic director and co-founder of Spitfire Inbound, based in Johannesburg, South Africa. Spitfire has been very intentional in documenting and defining their onboarding program, customizing learning paths by role and function, and investing in their employees' development through a process they call continuous onboarding. Learn how to build your own onboarding program, customize it by role, and how to leverage it for better client results. Agency Unfiltered starts now. Well, Allison, thank you so much. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered. We're happy to have you. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, so uh, what we're talking about today is employee onboarding, uh, documenting onboarding processes, and why uh, those are so valuable for agencies to have. And so I think the easiest place to start, just at a high level, how does Spitfire organize uh, their onboarding processes for, for new agency employees? Okay, so on a, on a high level, we look at it from three aspects. Mm-hmm. So we look at it in terms of firstly skills, and that's almost what we see as a quick one, mm-hmm. because skills in terms of HubSpot skills, as a HubSpot agency, that's right. essential, but also other software skills. Mm-hmm. Um, then we look at it in skills in terms of our agencies, onboarding to our agency, and then onboarding to the client. Mm-hmm. And those are, those are three core components to our onboarding. But beyond the skills, it's also onboarding in terms of culture. And then at the end goal, the third aspect of our onboarding process is whether both us and the employee are going to commit to continue to invest time in each other. Mm-hmm. So it's a conscious decision to go, together we're going to move forward. Because mm-hmm. just as we have to onboard them to us, we almost have to be onboarded to them. Sure. Because they yeah. bring a whole lot of new flavors and insights and knowledge um, to the agency. And I think that's, that's kind of the part of the onboarding that often we used to miss. Sure. So we have these three components. Uh, and obviously right now you're very intentional with, with the way it's organized. Why is it so important or why did you make the, like, wh- why were you so intentional in having this process documented, uh, formalized? Like, why has that been so valuable for you? So the why would be because we've learned a lot of lessons from doing this. Mm-hmm. So with onboarding staff, there's a lot of mistakes we've made. Um, and having a clear process, onboarding is not a one-person job. So having that process in my head mm-hmm. doesn't help because you, there's a lot of people involved in the onboarding process. Sure. Yeah. So if it's not documented, firstly, Everybody doesn't know kind of what the ethos and, and where we're going with it. But um, secondly, the person who's been onboarded mm-hmm. is left in the dark and they're not sure what's happening in those kind of three month onboarding yeah. process either. So I think that's that's the why. And what it also really helps with is when people know where people are at, they know what to expect. Sure. So it, it just creates a smoother transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other reason to highlight would be the fact that um, often with onboarding, you onboard and then you leave them. So you're like onboard and then it's like a stop. Yep. And it is complete, right? It's yeah. just like, okay, yeah. you're onboarded, you're good to go, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we do in our onboarding process is there's the person being onboarded gets to put up their hand and go, I'm ready to take this bit. I'm mm-hmm. ready to go it alone um, as they go through. But then there's a continuous onboarding. Mm-hmm. So we don't stop onboarding 
the end of our three month onboarding. Yeah. Project. So we there's there's onboarding, but then you also have what after that three month period there's continuous onboarding yeah. as well. Yeah. And we don't always frame it as continuous onboarding, so um, but it is framed as it keeping up to date, keeping um, abreast with how the agency's changing, how the clients are changing, yeah. how HubSpot's changing, because there's always growth. I mean, I think just in our line um, of business, right, things, tactics, strategies, everything, software, things are yeah. changing so quickly. Yeah. And I think that you can position that as ongoing training, but it's still part of the onboarding because we don't, you know, you do it the Spitfire way almost. Yeah. Everyone does it differently. If you go to another agency, they're going to have a different process, they're going to have a different way, oh, and sure. you've got to get used to that. So that's why we carry on as a continuum. So, so I would imagine with the initial onboarding, it's pretty intensive, pretty heavy, probably a lot of requirements, things that they have to learn and pick up rather quickly. For continuous onboarding, how does that change? Like, what is the format? What, like, what does continuous onboarding look like for, for Spitfire? So uh, we do have a training requirement. So from a HubSpot certification point of view. Yeah. So for the academy, everybody needs to- I'm have... not biased, great education. Yeah. <laughs> You're not biased at all. No, of course not. <laughs> so HubSpot Academy is definitely one of our key components. So okay. a certification a quarter. Certification so a quarter. Everybody has yeah. to do a certification a quarter and not necessarily the one that's about to expire. Sure, yeah. It, the one that- Net that new learnings is yeah. like, yeah. And the one, the one that you need based on your clients and your job role. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about kind of adding up the certification so that yeah. you've got most badges. It's really about going, which of the certifications are gonna help me do my job better. Mm -hmm. And as people grow, are gonna help me manage my team better. Mm. Um, and so that's the one, the one component. Um, and then the other onboarding is getting involved in onboarding new staff. So okay, yeah. by being involved in onboarding a staff member and having gone through it yourself. Mm -hmm. So what we do is when a new staff member arrives, they get allocated a buddy. So it's not a mentor, it's not a coach. Mm. It's somebody who's recently been onboarded, who kind of felt the, the familiar with the process. It's still, yeah, it's still. Fresh. They yep. realized that they couldn't remember how to print something or hmm. what the They can empathize, was. yeah, right. They completely get it. Mm -hmm. um, and that person becomes a go-to person. So, oh, great. so that also helps our onboarding process because mm -hmm. they give us feedback going like that was too much in one day or whatever sure. the case may be. Um, how important is or do you source feedback from folks that are just completing onboarding and how does employee feedback kind of feedback into the process itself? Are you actively changing, updating based on feedback? Where does that fit into the, the process? Um, so we get the feedback. We do have somebody who drives that mm -hmm. um, she meets with them and that feedback definitely reshapes what we do the next time. Okay. So our kind of three-phased approach around yeah. going, let's do skills, let's do culture, let's do mutual investment, mm -hmm. came out of feedback, whereas traditionally you would go, okay, you need to get training, mm -hmm. do a whole lot of training, and they were like, it's too much. <laughs> we can't do all the certifications. So now we look at, okay, so have a look at lessons, then build the lessons into your certifications and do your certifications. Oh, gotcha. And keeping it in line with what clients they're working with, what team they're working with, and what practical implementations they're going to do because yeah. you learn it better if you do it. Yeah, right. You get, actually, get your hands on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, for some of the, the like HubSpot, obviously, your HubSpot agency, some of the training in HubSpot Academy is just available, right? It's on demand, yeah. it's self paced. How do you do all of like the agency specific training? Like what format does that exist in? I would imagine that you might have like project management tools uh, if they track time or log hours or something like that. So the HubSpot stuff is video based, but what does the format of the agency specific education look like? So some of that is video based. So okay. it used to be one-on-one. -on -one. Now mm -hmm. we tend to, we have videoed a couple of those trainings so people can do them in their, 
in their time, but we do do one-on-one -on -one training. So okay. we'll have, for example, we're, um, we use uh, G Suite. Mm -hmm. So we have a internal champion and she's responsible for onboarding new staff to okay, got it. The, the full software package. Yeah. So we kind of create a champion per, um, so for our project management tool, we have champion, she introduces them, the time tracking tool. So that's where I say it's everybody's involved. Yeah. In the onboarding, you spread out kind of the, the learnings across the team, yeah. And it encourages the new person to meet more people within the team. We're not a huge team, yeah. Um, there are 18 of us, um, but which is a fair amount, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, that's a <laughs> good team, that's a good team size, yeah. yeah. Um, but it allows them to meet everybody, and I think it also just allows them to get trained by different people because everyone learns differently, everyone sure. onboards differently. And that's a great way for them to get it from with a different flavor. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you and just get some one-on-one -on -one time with, with the whole team. One-on-one right? -on -one time, people learn about each other. Yeah. Um, we've got a very diverse team, so it's really great because it just encourages that kind of bonding at a much earlier sure. level. No, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned that the onboarding program itself is about three months. Yeah. Um, I can imagine that if you're making a hire, we want these folks on client accounts and working with clients as quickly as possible. Yeah. Are they doing any client work yeah. or like, so where does that fit into the three month process? Because I can imagine you want to get them ramped up as quickly as possible. Yeah, so they involve the clients from the word go. Okay. And that's also another learning. So as opposed to having onboarding and then meet with the clients, they're involved at different levels and the skills matches what the client needs. Oh, so got it. Depends on what they're involved in. So if the client is, for example, we've got a lot of automation work on a particular client, mm -hmm. then that's, that drives where some of the training starts. Oh, okay. Um, so it matches the client needs for, for wherever that person is going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we have very clear goals by the end of the onboarding period as to which HubSpot certification, for example, you have to have completed mm -hmm. in order to go, okay, we agree to continue this relationship. Yeah. Um, and that's dependent on the role. So if they are in a sales position, the certifications that they're required to complete are quite different to those in a client service. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, so 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 you contextualize or you customize yeah. based on role and, and where they're fitting in in the organization. Yeah, go ahead. But everyone has to have done the inbound marketing. Yeah, marketing so there is the baseline that yeah, everyone yeah, takes, yeah. Like, the agency partner education. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one too. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so the um, other important thing is before people start, we ask them to do some of the free certifications. Yeah. So we'll give them an email address and get them to do the certifications before they start. Mm. So that when they come in, it's not into this unknown world of a different language. Um, they, they come in with a baseline knowledge. And I think that also helps us um, from a, almost like a standard, standardization point of view. Sure. So that you know that everyone has got that baseline. So everyone speaks in the same language. inbound language. Yeah. Everyone speaks and so these language. are assigned everyone before they even walk through the door. 100%. Yeah. Um, and particularly the funnel flywheel. Yes. Um, because yeah. people come with a funnel and then we have to flywheel. Yeah, you have to, you gotta be up to speed with the flywheel, you have yeah. to. Um, you talked about contextualizing kind of learning paths based on role. How many different types of onboarding uh, customizations do you make? So like how many different variations of your process are there? Uh, so role-based, it's essentially would be sales content and um, we call them IMSs, inbound yeah. marketing strategies. It's like so an account management yeah. type role? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those would be the main three pathways, but within that there's a seniority. So if you're coming on as a junior they without a lot of prior learning mm -hmm. um 
then what we tend to do is that the, they don't necessarily do the end-to-end -end training. Oh, gotcha. Um, so, okay. for example, client relationship management would come further down the line. Mm. Somebody's coming in as a senior that's core to their job, mm. that training almost gets ramped up. So the prioritization and the order of the training changes depends mm. on their job role. So it's not just the responsibilities itself, but it's also like the seniority within kind of that career path. And yeah. Path. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, so so there's, a, there's, a blend. Mm -hmm. there's a blend of that. And I think the other thing that's been interesting, and as we've learned, is people do come with prior learning. So they'll go, this part of the onboarding or this part of the training we've done it like this before how do we merge those two so mm. from a growth point of view for the agency that's good it's not just about this is our way and we don't move and it's stuck yeah it's about um you know let's let's build on that let's yeah. adapt it and make it better mm -hmm. um with the people we've got that's great um yeah so that so that's that's been a good a good experience and as we grow we get more and more learnings which is really fun if uh, if I'm an agency or a, a partner and I, I've onboarded people, but I don't have it processed, like, you know, documented, formalized or anything like that, where's the, the absolute easiest place to start? What is step one for, for creating more of a process versus maybe like winging it each time I bring somebody on? I think the easiest place is with the HubSpot certifications of the HubSpot agency because it's, um, it's contained, it's, they're set, and you can very easily align them with, with different roles. Yeah. So I think having the timeline for that mm -hmm. um, is, really, is really important. And I think our biggest challenge, and it's still our biggest challenge, is onboarding to clients mm. and documenting that process because every time there is a change or an introduction with a client, you've got to um, make sure that 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 is handled kind of collaboratively mm -hmm. with the client. So I think onboarding to clients is a big challenge. So how to document that is a place we're still learning mm -hmm. um, because every client is different. So sure. How do you formalize the process we, we, if it's gonna be different every single time? Yeah, yeah. So, so clients have different needs. They, uh, what services we do with them is very different. Um, so yeah, that, that, that would be the challenge. I think onboarding them to your your process, that's quite easy. You can create a checklist. What is our time tracking tool? Have you learned that? Have right. you got an email signature? You know. Spread responsibility across the team. That, yeah. that, that I think is the simplest. To onboard to your agency. If you've got processes within your agency, if you've got certain people, you create a checklist, you allocate responsibilities, and, and that becomes seamless. Mm -hmm. It's the almost softer side yeah. um, of onboarding to people. Uh, Any think, tips? Um, sure. Any tips on onboarding to people? Listen. Mm. Um, I think ask questions mm -hmm. and be like be who you are. Like you, you know, we hire people for what they're going to bring to the agency, and they need to bring that to the clients. So just be so many your people. authentic self. Be your authentic <laughs> yeah. self. Yeah, for sure. Um, because that that that's why you're there, and that's the value you're going to add. And as agencies, we shouldn't be trying to mold people into our agency selves mm -hmm. um, we want them to be good representatives of our brand mm -hmm. and kind of adopt the spitfire way and such but they have to do that within their themselves yeah that's a great point um last question for you yeah so i ask this question in every episode uh what is the weirdest part of agency life so we have an award called the spam can the spam can? Yeah. Okay. Literally, when we came to our first inbound, yeah. we bought a can of spam. Hmm. 
and every time somebody does something that's slightly um, out there mm -hmm. or not really thinking and it can be really silly things like people getting stuck in a turnstile or whatever the case may be they yeah. get awarded the spam can that's great and it's just a cool little um, a cool little thing that that we do so I think the weirdest part of agency life is every agency you go to has that thing yeah, it's like a, totally. they have some off-the-wall tradition that you're like where did that even come from yeah and, and you know you can try create it so we try to create the light bulb award which is ironic. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. But the light couldn't tee that up any better. Yeah. <laughs> the light bulb award never took off, but I think it was because we were trying to drive it. Whereas the spam can happens organically. Just happens yeah, organically. Right. So I think that organic culture within agencies, like that's really cool to to watch and observe and be yeah. part of. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we are officially out of time. I really okay. appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. But uh, that's agency unfiltered. That's all we have. Thanks. You know? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Agency Unfiltered. If you like what you saw, heard, or read, make sure to subscribe to our playlist on YouTube, our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or our newsletter on agencyunfiltered.com. Alongside episode launch notifications, the newsletter also comes with a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content from yours truly. And if you want to keep the conversation going or provide a counterpoint to this episode's discussion, Tweet me at, at Kevin underscore Don. I'll see you again in two weeks. But in the meantime, keep it unfiltered and let's all grow.